Welcome to Vantage Point, a weekly podcast aimed to provide insight, perspective, and keys to daily living through the lens of God. We are so pleased you decided to tune in, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Now, please welcome the host of Vantage Point, Nick Ruffin. of a series we are doing called Masterclass Lessons in Leadership. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. I hope you leave with something that is helpful, insightful, and relevant to shift you to the next level. I encourage you to come back and listen to our previous series, as well as the first three messages of this series. For all my faithful listeners, thank you as well for being on this journey. I hope these talks are helping you as well to cultivate new ideas and reach new heights. This week, I want to focus on another piece of leadership, accountability. I found this is a struggle for many leaders. Earlier this year, the Predictive Index did a survey on accountability. Of the CEOs they surveyed, 18% of them cited holding people accountable as their biggest weakness. Another 15% of the CEOs surveyed said that they struggle with letting go of underperformers. In my career, I've seen many leaders fail to hold people accountable. I've seen things like leaders apologizing for holding people accountable, leaders skating around the core issues and using surface conversation to drive accountability. A quote on accountability by John DeLeem says, accountability separates the wishers in life from the action takers that care enough about their future to account for their daily actions. I want to break down accountability in this lesson and look at it a little bit differently. And hopefully you can walk away with some tools that will help you begin to drive the right accountability with your team. The first thing I want to talk about is that accountability starts with you. Yes, you, the leader. The first thing any leader needs to understand is that accountability starts at the top. This doesn't mean your boss holding you accountable. This means you yourself holding you accountable. Too often the focus is on your people and the assumption is that that's all you need to do. I had a leader who reported to me who would talk to their employees about taking long lunches. One of their employees came to me and asked, How can my leader hold me accountable for something they won't do? When a leader isn't holding themselves accountable, but attempts to drive accountability, it falls on deaf ears. Most employees are thinking, how can they hold me to something they won't do? Leaders then become hypocrites to their own agenda, and real progress is never made. Accountability has to start with you. I have seen leaders try to drive accountability among their teams, only to contradict that agenda. Another thing to understand about accountability is it's a misunderstood concept. Most leaders think accountability is making sure people do what they're told to do. Accountability at its purest is holding people to what they agree to do. It is a word that has been misunderstood. And when people are held to what they said they would do, rather than what someone else told them to do, more ownership is taken over the specific task. Leaders get too focused on giving orders and telling people what they should do. Instead, we need to focus on leading them to where they want to go or where we want them to go through open-ended conversations. In your next meeting with an employee, try this. When you're talking about their goals, ask them where they want to finish. Ask them how they plan on getting there. You would be surprised at the answers they may give. And if they don't get there right away, ask more questions. Give a little more direction. As leaders, we need to lead people to answers rather than give them the answers. Remember back in school, teachers rarely gave us answers. They would lead us down an exploratory journey that slowed us to discover answers and solutions. Our leadership should resemble the same. Another thing to note about accountability is that it creates a standard. We talked about this earlier in leading with distinction, but accountability is one way that leaders can create a standard across their teams. When employees know their work ethic and execution has to meet a certain standard, it's motivating. 
When we look at high-performing teams, whether that's sports or business, one thing is clear. They have a certain standard that's being set that pushes them to levels that we see. Accountability not only improves the results, but it strengthens culture. A strong culture of accountability aligns all levels to achieve excellence and promotes a mindset and focus that goes beyond the leader. One of my most favorite things about accountability is that it breeds accountability. From the standard that we create, that accountability creates opportunities to be accountable. This is a true measure of how well a standard has been set. As leaders, we can set a standard so strong that our employees don't need us to drive the accountability. Employees will get to the point of holding each other accountable because they believe in the mission. They believe in the goal. Leaders go from being the enforcer of accountability to leading people who understand the vision and will feel empowered to speak up when someone isn't holding their end of the bargain or when they themselves fall short. How great would it be to go into a team meeting and before you say a word, your team starts the meeting holding themselves to the standard you set? It's possible, but you have to set the tone to reach that level of your leadership. I remember coaching basketball a few years ago here in Tulsa. My players joked and said that they knew when they did something wrong based on the way I looked at them from the bench. And at first, I didn't know what they were talking about, but eventually they started to point it out more. And it was basically a straight face stare at them from the sideline. I didn't say anything. I I literally looked at them waiting on them to respond. One of the things I had to realize as a coach was I can't yell out every single time something went wrong or I can't jump out of my seat every single time that something didn't go my way. So one of the things that resulted in that, that stare down moment was my players began to see, oh, I did something wrong. I need to acknowledge that. I need to let him know that I know that I did something wrong. And so the blank stares went to head nods or another player grabbing another player and and explaining to them what might have happened or what went wrong. And so it became a culture of self-accountability. And when I would call a timeout, they'd come over and address each other. I had very little to say. I didn't need to say it. They had already said it. But I have to give a warning here with that example. We have to be careful as leaders not to become micromanagers. Micromanaging is not accountability. It only shows a leader's lack of trust in, in his or her people to own their mistakes and correct them. Micromanaging creates a stressful environment and it doesn't give room for employees to learn and grow from their mistakes. My last point about accountability is it can coexist with relationships. Now, finding ways to get these two to coexist is a big struggle that leaders will face. And if we're honest, some leaders don't believe they can coexist. Leaders will often choose one or the other or often defer to relationships because our innate desire is to be liked and accepted. One thing I tell leaders is if you want to test the relationship you have with your people, drive accountability. If employees become negative or defensive, the relationship was never genuine. Real relationships understand accountability is necessary, and employees who understand that will welcome it. Relationships among teams is fortified through accountability. The one thing to understand is that accountability done right has the vision and end in mind. Even though the action is focused on a specific moment, the feedback received and the conversations drive toward something bigger than the moment. Employees focus on the moment, but leaders should focus on the vision. As leaders, we need to ensure we explain the why behind our methods. Accountability is no different. As we explain how these actions drive current and future success, our people gain a deeper understanding of the why. And as I mentioned earlier, 
They become connected to the vision and want that success as well. So how does Jesus fit into this? The first thing to understand is Jesus did not use accountability as a weapon to control and manipulate people to do something they didn't want to do. Through teaching and development, Jesus was able to give the disciples perspective that following him meant more than following a man. It meant following something bigger than them. They knew their accountability was to God and that they would be held to what they did and how they carried out the mission. Jesus did this through choice. Matthew 4.19 says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. The disciples had a choice, follow Jesus or not. Jesus allowed them to take ownership of their de decision, which makes the accountability more personable. As leaders, we cannot force people to do something. The choice to act has to be of their own choosing. Through love, Jesus helped people realize that accountability held them to God's standard and a standard, I might add, that has not changed. When people agree to an action or following, they are agreeing to carry out the task to the standard at which it is set. As leaders, we are there to help them understand and execute on that standard. Jesus also held people accountable based on their gifts and knowledge. We see in scripture how he gave the Pharisees and Sadducees the harshest treatment. As religious leaders, their expectations was to be the trailblazers and biggest agents to advance the kingdom. When it was time for the disciples to be the main carriers of the vision, Jesus inspired confidence in them. As he passed the task of growing the church, they believed the Holy Spirit was all they needed to overcome any challenge. This also led to new levels of ownership among the disciples. Acts chapter 2 shows us that what the next phase of Jesus' ministry looked like in the hands of his disciples. Verses 41 through 47 read, Those who accepted Peter's message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and breaking of bread. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily. As I close this message, I want you to notice that in that scripture, it didn't say Jesus preached. It referred to Peter and his ability to carry out what he was held accountable to. Our accountability should create people who not only adhere to the vision and standard, but ones who can take the baton and run with it. I always enjoy how former leaders who reported to me continue to operate as if they report to me. I know that my leadership and my ability to drive accountability was the beginning, but it mostly has to do with their ability to see my vision, hold my vision, and execute that vision. And it's become so ingrained in their leadership DNA, it now embodies their vision and focus. I want to leave you with two thoughts at the end of the day that sums up this entire message. And I don't want you to choose which one sounds right, but I want you to hear them both and identify yourself in one or the other. The first one is, without accountability, mistakes evolve into habits that become culture. I'll say it one more time. Without accountability, mistakes evolve into habits that become culture. With accountability, mistakes create opportunities for learning that produces growth in people, which leads to transformation. And one more time, with accountability, Mistakes create opportunities for learning 
that produces growth in people, which leads to transformation. As you continue to search your leadership, find out how accountability fits, but understand it does matter and you have the ability to effectively leverage it every day. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Get connected by following us on Facebook at Vantage Point Podcast. Have a question or want to give feedback? Click the send email button to share your thoughts with Nick. We'll see you next week on Vantage Point.